and welcome to another episode of the Cowgirl Confessions podcast, my friend. I am so happy you have chosen to join me today. This is a solo episode with yours truly. And if you have been feeling stuck and trying to figure it all out and wondering, what am I supposed to learn from this experience? If you've thought any of those things at any point, this episode is for you. y'all and welcome. You're listening to the Cowgirl Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Dakota Dawn Johnson, small town cowgirl with Southern roots, blazing a trail as a Midwest ranch wife, mama, and businesswoman. The mission of Cowgirl Confessions is to share the wonderfully wild and Western life stories of cowgirls from all walks of life. We'll talk about the highs, the lows, and everything in between when it comes to navigating careers, cowboys, kids, and cattle. Legendary cowgirl Dell Evans said it best, cowgirl is a pioneer spirit, a special brand of American courage. The cowgirl faces life head on, lives by her own lights, and makes no excuses. Cowgirls take stands, they speak up, they defend the things they hold dear. A cowgirl might be a rancher, a barrel racer, a bull rider, or an actress, but she's just as likely to be a checker at the local Winn-Dixie a full-time mother, a banker, an attorney, or an astronaut. If you're into wet saddle blankets, talks with God, buckets full of laughter, and the life lessons learned in the process, kick off your boots and settle in. I pray these stories encourage, empower, and give you just the leg up you need. Here's to embracing the cowgirl state of mind, no matter how wild and western life may get along the way. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to take a moment to share a review from one of our listeners. Y'all, your um, reviews make such a big difference in helping us really share this cowgirl state of mind with women from all walks of life. And whether you are sharing it on social media, you're leaving us a review on whatever platform you're listening to, it truly makes a difference. And I, I greatly appreciate your time, your efforts, and your support in that way. Um, Our listener that posted this, her name is Brienne. She also left a five-star rating along with this really, really kind review. Brienne shares, I came to this podcast with the intention of gaining skills for growing my small business. I'm here and happy to report that I've gained so much more than business skills. Through Dakota and this podcast, I've learned simple, actionable steps that have helped me become a better person, wife, and mother. Oh, Brienne, that, um, what a kind and thoughtful thing for you to say. Thank you for leaving that review. And, you know, it really touches my heart and it's such a blessing, um, to read those words because I want this podcast, um, to be a one-stop shop for shared knowledge, encouragement, and actionable steps that we can incorporate into our daily lives, you know, as we're navigating all the things, careers, cowboys, kids, and cattle, and, and being able to take what we learn from this podcast collectively together and, and bring about more peace as well as productivity into our daily lives. So thank you again so much for that review, Brianne. Really appreciate you tuning in and all your feedback. And I want to take a moment to just pray for you, Brianne. Um, dear God, I pray that you will um, 
let Brianne just feel your presence. Let her never feel alone. Let her know that you are right there with her and that whatever she has been toting, whatever she has been carrying, Lord, that she doesn't have to carry it alone, that you are right there with her and that she is equipped. She is equipped to handle any situation that she encounters um, and that she just looks to you, Lord, and knows that she is never, ever alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Did you know that I have my own website? That's right. A little piece of the internet actually has my name on it. You can find it at www.dakotadonjohnson.com. And if you scroll to the bottom of the homepage, you can even sign up for my e-newsletter. It's just a little bit of encouragement that I send to all of my newsletter subscribers and um, gives you that cowgirl state of mind right there in your inbox. So y'all be sure to check it out at www.dakotadonjohnson.com. Today's episode is all about figuring it out. Now, chances are you've either said this phrase or you've heard somebody in your life say this before, like, I don't know, but I'm just going to figure it out. And I want to just kind of bring some context, um, some visuals, if you will, like to what that could look like in your own life and and what it even means. If you're like, I don't understand what people mean when they're just like, I'm going to figure it out. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. Um, Because I've I've heard somebody say before, and I can't even remember who said this, but they were like, you know, there's there's two types of people. There there's the person that, you know, you you hand these two different people the same exact kind of task. You know, neither one of them know anything about this task, but you you hand them the same task with a few you know details about what you want them to do, and then there's going to be that one person that just like. Mm, they kind of need their hand held, you know, for lack of a better term. And then there's going to be the person that you you don't hear from them until the job is done. And and because that's the the art of they're figuring it out. And especially in this day and age, there's this unspoken expectation, I feel like, for people in general to be able to figure it out. I mean, we have a tool in front of us that no generation before us really had, and and that's the internet. Like, you can Google search, get on Pinterest, watch videos on YouTube. There's literally information at our fingertips if we're just willing to take that first step and be like, okay, how can I figure this out on my own? So that is what we are going to talk about on this episode today. And um, you guys know I I love stories. I I like hearing stories from other people. I like sharing stories with you. So this is a a story I'm going to share with you today that it's one where good people and God's grace are around every single corner. It was not fun or what I had planned, but it was quite the experience And I've learned that every experience births a story. And that right there, my friend, is the silver lining. And in the words of Matthew McConaughey, green light. Did you know there's a difference between being stuck and stranded? I didn't, up until about a year ago. I used those words thinking they pretty much meant the same exact thing. And while they are similar in meaning, they are not the same. 
And it took me getting physically stuck to understand the difference, to figure it out. My biggest takeaway from this experience and this story is that sometimes it takes getting stuck in order to find our clarity on how to get where we want to go. And sometimes that moment of clarity unfolds mid-bite into a sausage and cheese biscuit sitting at an Ampride Cenex gas station. Y'all, there is always something we can learn in the midst of challenges. Always. And we're going to start part one of this story. There's a few parts. It's kind of like chapters, I guess. And this is the abrupt halt and hope portion of the story. It was a beautiful Tuesday afternoon as I made my drive to western Kansas. I was listening to Matthew McConaughey's new book, Green Lights, the audio version, and enjoying the wide open scenery as I drove along Highway 50. I was about four hours into my six-hour drive as I approached the small rural community of Stafford, Kansas. As I took her down a notch to abide by the 45-mile-per-hour speed limit, I immediately knew something wasn't right. My check engine light came on. My fuel gauge went from full to E. I could hear this like high-pitched, unusual squeaking sound coming from underneath the hood, and then a warning popped up. Um, on my dash, all like simultaneously. I managed to coast a few hundred feet and steady my rig on a side street. Praise the Lord, I wasn't stuck out in the middle of that heavily traveled trucking route. I was, um, you know, headed to see some accounts in western Kansas. I had my area showroom, um, you know, in tow behind me, and it was right at dusk dark. I put on my hazards, and before I even made that first phone call to my husband, Tyler, to let him know what happened, I unconsciously did something that has become a habit of mine when I enter any uncertain situation or something that I feel like is a challenge. I took a brief pause. I took a pause and a deep breath, and I did what has become my step one to the figure it out process. You, you got to pause, you know, for just a second. Quickly followed by step two, I prayed. And I prayed a very specific yet simple prayer that has become my, my go-to prayer in situations like this. And I said, God, please help me to stay calm and know that you're going to give me the knowledge, the right people, and the tools to help me figure this out. Amen. Like I said, it's very specific, yet very simple prayer. And so fast forward, you know, I've called Tyler. I've told him what, what's happened. And while he was making calls on his end to help me figure all this out, I jogged across the street to the Ampride Cenex gas station to see if anyone knew a mechanic in town. Maybe it's because I grew up and live in a rural community, but I've never been worried about not being able to find help in a new place when I need it especially if I happen to be in another t small town when, you know, I need help. So it's kind of just a given that everybody knows everybody, and I've just never been afraid to ask for help. And as you would have it, in God's perfect timing, as I asked the cashier if she knew of anyone, a local police officer named Jim Petrick walked in. 
I told him my dilemma and he started making phone calls. And turns out not only did he know both of the mechanics in town, but his brother-in-law also managed the Napa Auto Parts store, y'all. Which meant there was still hope that we could actually get my truck up and running again that evening, even though it was after business hours. So with a lot of hope and gratefulness, I began to smile as I thought about the complimentary coffee and the warm cookies I still might be able to snag that evening once I made it to the Hampton Inn in Garden City. Green light. Have you ever had an experience that was so rich and blessed your life in such a way that you just couldn't keep that goodness to yourself? That's how I feel about the Cowgirls Over Coffee membership. This is a membership that connects rural and Western women with the strategies and support we need to purposefully manage our daily life. It's helped me personally cultivate the time and energy essential to help me feel content and in command while building a business, nurturing my family, and pursuing personal goals. You can find out more at cowgirlsovercoffee.com. Part 2. Do your best and get some rest. I jogged back across Highway 50 to my rig with some pep in my step as I just knew I'd be rolling again soon. Bring on those complimentary Hampton Inn cookies and coffee, I thought, as I updated Tyler on the phone. Me. We've got a mechanic on the way, and they're going to open the Napa Auto Parts store up for me to get whatever parts I need. Tyler. That's great news. Sounds like you found some help. Who's we? They. Us. Oh, that's right. A lot had transpired in the past 15 minutes or so, and I'd failed to mention that part in all of my hopefulness. You see, I've never met a stranger. And my husband knows this, and and I can even say he appreciates this about me, but sometimes I forget, you know, those details. So um, getting my my cart ahead of the horse when relaying the messages, I I just do that time to time when I'm in the midst of problem solving. So my response, right, update. I met Officer Jim Petrick at the gas station. He called his police officer, Chief Gimby, and they got a hold of Trey, a mechanic with mid-Kansas tire. He's going to come check out the truck and see what kind of codes pop up. And then Justin is going to open up the Napa store so we can get parts. He's Officer Petrick's brother-in-law. Tyler responds, okay, so you're doing all right, right? You're feeling okay? Call me as soon as the mechanic gets there. Me. Yep, all good here. I love you. God bless a man who appreciates an independent woman that just kind of goes after it and tries to get it done on her own. Can I get an amen for that? So for the next three hours, that's pretty much how the evening unfolded. Trey the mechanic arrived. Officer Petrick stayed to help and offer moral support. We went to the Napa store, got a fuel filter, changed the fuel filter, which is not a quick process on my truck due to where it's located. And I said another prayer as I turned over the key. This is the part of the story where my truck was supposed to start, but it didn't. So at 10.30 p.m., it was time to take a deep breath and refocus on what could be done. We'd done our best. I was four hours from home, and my rig was not moving that night. I had gas in my generator a space heater, and a couch cushion in my trailer that my grandmother had made me that could work as a cot. It was time to try and just get some rest. So that's what I did. 
I camped out on a side street in Stafford, Kansas that night until my husband and I could figure out a new plan of attack in the morning. As I lay there in my trailer trying to get my four and a half month pregnant self somewhat comfortable on this couch cushion with outerwear samples stuck in there as well to make it a little more padded, I thought about all the good that had transpired that night. I had taken a route that I normally didn't travel because it was going to shave off about 15 minutes of my trip. Y'all, what a blessing it was to get stuck right there in Stafford. Complete strangers quickly became new friends as they stopped what they were doing to help me in a time of need. And they were coming back the next day to help me some more. I had no doubt in my mind that each of these men knew God. I just watched and been on the receiving end of my favorite Bible verse, Colossians 3.23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart is working for the Lord, not for men. After a few hours of sleep, I stepped out of my showroom trailer and was greeted by a beautiful sunrise. The little town of Stafford was already up and at them with locals and travelers alike stopping at the Cynics and Pride for their morning coffee. I took it all in and thoroughly enjoyed the friendly faces and my gas station breakfast biscuit. I sat there sipping my coffee slowly. In that moment of literally being stuck and unsure of how the day would unfold, I had a feeling of calm surround me. I jotted my thoughts of clarity down on the back of my receipt. More on this another day. It's a story in itself. But as I stared at the words I'd written on the receipt, I just prayed again. And I, I prayed for guidance, a positive attitude, and Lord, please, I need a shower by the end of the day. Um, the baby wipes had come in handy that I keep in my truck for our two-year-old. Um, it was a quick spit shine to hold me over, but I was due for the real thing. By 10 a.m., two mechanics from Mid-Kansas Tire had already driven to the town over, gotten another fuel filter to make sure we didn't have a faulty one from the night before, and after some troubleshooting, it was time to make the come on baby and rescue me call to my husband because my truck was not going to start. So Tyler left around lunch to make the four-hour one-way drive to get me and my trailer. In the meantime, I called some wrecker services for my truck, hammered out some computer work, and visited with all the kind folks that, you know, stopped to see if I needed any help. To say I was hard eyes and butterflies when Tyler Johnson rolled into town to my rescue would be an understatement. I was reminded how special it is to have a man that knows I can handle anything, but when it's more than I care to handle on my own, he'll be there. With me riding shotgun on the way home, we planned for how I'd travel the next couple of weeks without my truck. The we will figure it out together feeling of reassurance set in for me as we stopped for dinner at Brahms and shared some french fries. I've been through season, y'all, when that feeling didn't exist, in turn making me very aware of what a true gift it is. On our drive home, Gary Allen's song came on, and when he sang this line, it, it just hit a little different. Life ain't always beautiful, but it's a beautiful ride. My friend, there's some key takeaways that I want you to take with you after hearing this story today. First, sometimes you got to get stuck in order to find your clarity on how to get where you want to go. Second, the difference in being stuck 
and figuring it out is being in motion. Remember when I shared about how that night we went to the Napa Auto Parts store, got a fuel filter, tried that fuel filter, it didn't work. Then the next morning, we went to the next town, got another fuel filter, tried it just to make sure that it like exhausted all you know of our resources, making sure it wasn't a fuel filter issue first. We were in motion. We were trying to figure it out. We spent money on fuel filters that, you know, didn't work. But that was a problem-solving technique. And so instead of just sitting there being stuck on the side of the road, waiting on a wrecker and still having no clue what was wrong with my truck, we were in motion and we were figuring it out. Now, there is no scientific data behind what I'm about to share with you, but it's just a kind of a chain of events that I've realized and and witnessed in my own life as I've worked through some of these different, you know, challenging situations. And when, when you feel like you're stuck, but you're, you're actually, you know, taking action, you're in motion, you know, as you try to figure out what to do, that in turn helps you become someone who leans into this idea of like figuring it out. And when you're doing that on a more consistent basis, you you just kind of become more curious, you know, and, and curious people who are willing to work at, at finding a solution, you know, like, hey, how does this work? What what can I do here? They're really good at problem solving. Like it kind of becomes a superpower for them. And um, one of the the most instrumental pieces of advice I've ever received whenever I was early, early in my sales rep journey was from a manager and um, he, he was listening to me. He was traveling with me and um, he listened to me share some frustrations I was having. Not about anything that was a real big deal, but it felt like a big deal because myself along with many other sales reps, we were we knew that there was an inefficient process in place and we felt like there could be one person working on this specific process instead of, you know, all of us out in the field doing the same work and coming up with, you know, not the best um, and most reliable information, if you will. So I was sharing this with him and he's like, well, he listens and he's like, well, what's the solve? And I said, well, I I don't know the solve. I just know it's a problem and it needs to be fixed. And in that moment, you know, it's just, again, some of the best advice I've ever received. He he said, you know, Dakota, if if you can become known as a, a problem solver, instead of just somebody who complains, then people are going to be more apt to listen to what you have to say. He's like, otherwise, they're going to just start immediately tuning you out or associate you with being a complainer, even if what you have to share is valid. He's like, but if if they think of you as someone who brings both problems and potential solutions to the table, that's a win. He's like, you know, problem solving is a skill that's going to take you as far as you want to go if you're willing to invest the time and the effort to get really good at it. And that stuck with me. You know, that's been almost a decade ago when he shared that with me. And, um, you know, it's just really important that we understand how crucial it is in all areas of our life to really approach situations with 
a figure it out mentality, to be curious. And, you know, in those moments, I want to encourage you, you know, these are really the steps that I've went through in that figure it out process. Uh, I call them the four P's. Uh, I pause, I pray, I plan, and then I pursue. You know, you are not stuck when you decide to do those things. You're going to pause, you're going to pray, you make a plan, and then you pursue that plan. And, you know, right now, as you're listening to this, friend, you may be in a hard season, and and that may be putting it lightly. Like, you may not know how you're going to pay your light bill at the end of this month. You may not know how you're going to get through that board meeting tomorrow without breaking down into tears because your heart and mind are so heavy and focused on some really tough things you're dealing with at home right now. You may have a horse that come up lame and you're not sure if he'll ever be sound again or if you should invest in that surgery that there's a 50-50 chance it could work. Like, I, I know that there are times that seasons are really heavy and hard and challenging and it sounds a lot easier, you know, it's like, oh, well, she's saying just figure it out and um, I'm not making light of, of where you might be right now um, at all. I, I've used the same process um, in the hardest moments of my life um, to the brief challenges like I just shared in this story where, you know what, I was stuck on the side of the road overnight. It wasn't that big of a deal. It was uncomfortable. It wasn't planned. I didn't like it. But in the big scheme of things, it wasn't that big of a deal. So just remember, in these moments, I want to encourage you to pause, to pray, to plan, and pursue. Because you are not stuck, sister. You may not be where you want to be, but you're not stuck. You have the reins, even when it feels like you're on a horse that has spit the bit. Get yourself back in the middle of that saddle. I want you to think like calm, cool, collected, because that's what we would want a horse to feel like, right? Sit up straight. Look between your horse's ears and pursue your plan. And, and some days, you know, you're just going to have to decide that, for lack of a better term, you're going to hang in there like a hair in a biscuit. Um, tough times do not last. Tough people and people that are willing to lean on the Lord, they do. So, as always, thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. I hope that there was something I shared with you in my story today that can encourage you. And uh, have a blessed week, friend. Thank you for spending your time with me on the Cowgirl Confessions podcast. I'm so glad y'all stopped by. If you could take a moment to share this episode and tag us on social media, I'd be happier than a cowgirl in a sea of buy one, get one vintage turquoise. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode. New episodes will be released bi-monthly. Please leave us a review if you feel so led by going to iTunes. Your feedback will really help us breed the idea of grabbing life by the horns with a cowgirl state of mind into women across the globe. Some that may have never even had the privilege to throw their leg over a horse, but could most certainly use the cowgirl state of mind while navigating life. Thanks again, y'all. Until next time, keep pursuing your dreams with that all go and no woe mentality. Remember, you're writing a story that's worth saddling up for, sister. 